why the Father showed Jesus everything is because they hung out together. Because they were so close as friends that he divulged to Jesus everything. And then Jesus knew he was even going to give him more stuff that would cause people to say, I'm just shaking my head. This is amazing. What are we saying, folks? It is Christianity. Christianity isn't the work of the law. Christianity is the enjoyment of the Holy Ghost. That's what's different to the New Testament from the Old Testament. John the Baptist was the Paul Revere of his time. Everywhere he went, he rode the horse. Probably didn't ride the horse. But he rode the horse saying, you know, repent for the kingdom of God is near. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. What does that mean? Repent means there's a change coming. It's like you can feel the autumn air move in and it removes the stifling hot air of summer. And you can even smell it and it's refreshing you to think it falls right around the corner. John was saying, there's a change coming. There's a change coming. And people said, what's the change? The kingdom of God is at hand. You know what that means? Everybody's going to be able to have a relationship with God. Everybody's going to be able to walk in and talk with Him and and walk and talk and share their life with Him. Everybody's going to be able to meet Him. The change is coming. The next thing He said is, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And he saw the one who would bring that change. Christianity. You got to switch. Come on, people have all kinds of ideas what Christianity is. If it doesn't involve the friendship of God, it's not real Christianity. Are you with me? Come on, just for another moment. Look over here at Romans chapter 8. This is where we wrote a book on this. And it says in verse 12, in the New King James Version, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. In other words, what he's saying is if you live according to your own ability, if you live according to flesh righteousness, which is self-righteousness, you will die because there's nothing within any of us that could ever compete with the law. You can even keep all Ten Commandments and have the wrong attitude, and it does away with the whole thing. The Ten Commandments were perfect, but they had no ability to make someone else perfect. Come on. They brought death. Paul called it a ministration of death. And yet, look at the amount of glory that was on Moses' face under a death sentence. That's when he said, how much more this glory of the new covenant that comes through a ministry of life where righteousness reigns in life through Christ. Come on, righteousness is your position of being so right, spirit, soul, and body, that there's no hindrance to you walking right up to God, enjoying a presence of God, getting to know Him, spending time with Him like a friend until He begins to divulge to you everything that He divulged with Jesus. 
Listen to this, Matthew 11, 27 to 30 in the Message Bible. Now Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. The Father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father and son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the Son like the Father, nor the Father like the Son. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting upon you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. What does that sound like? Best friends. Jesus just looking for somebody to hang out with. But we're so busy. We're so busy. Larnell Harris, years ago, sang a song, kind of goes like this. I miss my time with you. Those moments together, I long to be with you each day. And it hurts me when you say you're too busy, busy trying to serve me. And then it goes on and on into the stratosphere. But listen to the words he's talked about. He misses our time. There's a professor that was so busy, worked diligently at his university, in the evening time, he would work with the students. He loved the students. And one night, the Lord said to him, would you give me some time for just the two of us? His response was, Lord, I'm not going to say yes if I can't fulfill it. Give me a couple days to figure out my schedule. After a couple days, he came back. He said, Lord, the only time I have is between 12 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the morning. But I dedicate that time every single day to you. And the first night, 12 o'clock came, and he put a chair down here, and opposite him, he put another chair. He said, Jesus, this is where you're going to be, because we're going to hang out for two hours. And after a few days of doing that, it became his favorite time of the day. After a few months of enjoying every night, 12 to 2, he sat down, 12 o'clock sharp, and heard his front door open. And he heard shoes on the hardwood floor walking down the hallway. He was kind of paralyzed, not knowing what to do. All of a sudden, Jesus walked into the room, sat down in the seat. He said, I wanted you to see me in the flesh and let you know that I've been sitting here every night, that I've actually enjoyed this just as much as you have. And then this is what he said, I don't have many friends but I appreciate the time you've given me. Why did the Father show Jesus everything? Why was his ministry so miraculous? Because he made God his friend. If you're going to have a really good friend, don't you want to like be with him a lot? And with your, with, when you're with him, you don't always have to say things, but don't you usually like to interact with him? Mary Frances Varello, a friend of ours, stand in a prophet's office before she ever stood in that office. She was just Mary Fran that loved to pray. And one day, the Lord said to her, Mary Fran, will you just let me be your friend? She said, well, I'd love that, Lord, but I mean, 
what, what, what do you want me to do? He said, well, I'd kind of like to be involved in everything you do. She said, well, I'm getting ready to go down and do the laundry. Would you like to come with me? He said, I'd love to come with you. And that's how they began a relationship that even on a day where her hand went paralyzed and completely numb and it just hung there, she walked by the piano and the Holy Ghost said, Mary Fran, would you play for me? She said, Lord, I only have one hand. Mary Fran, play for me. She sat down and began to play with the left hand. And after she did a few runs, the right hand picked up and she began to play the rest of the song. And that was the end of the paralysis. What did it come out of? The relationship. See, this is where we have to stop all the works and allow what Christ did to actually mean something. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema. Which means what? Faith comes by hearing what the Spirit is saying to you. Now, how was the Bible written? Did men just write down stories? Oh, no, 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 no. It says men of old were moved by the Holy Spirit. And then it says they were inspired by the Spirit. So look at what's in the Bible. There's a residue of the Holy Ghost in the book you're holding on your lap. And when you read it, the Spirit will get involved with you and He will inspire you with the same inspiration that people wrote the Bible with. He'll inspire you, listen closely, to move. He'll inspire you to what? To move. What's faith? Movement. To believe means, in its simplest form, I am involved. Like you don't have to ask somebody, what are you believing? Because your involvement shows them exactly what you believe. So if the Bible even carries the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, and it's by the Holy Ghost that you're able to assimilate truth and have revelation. Okay, let me ask you a question. Every year since Jesus was, was born, died, and then resurrected, every year, the last 2,000 years, has every human being had the opportunity to have a Bible? No, 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 they haven't. You like, you like to say yes because you've got a pad that has 30 different translations on it. But well, there was a time called the Dark Ages where no one had a Bible. And then those that actually had them wrote it in Latin, and the people didn't speak the language, so they could make it say whatever they wanted to make it say, to put the thumbs on people and control them, to make it a religion and not for them to experience God. No, down through the ages, everybody has not had an opportunity to have a Bible. Thank God for William Tyndale, putting his life on the line, being burned at the stake for what? for producing a Bible that everybody could have, right? Thank God for Martin Luther that would put the tenets of faith, that we find God by faith. But everybody didn't have an opportunity. But as everybody in the world had an opportunity to know the Holy Ghost, <gasps> yes. You say, why? You look over there in Romans, it says, instinctively, the divine spark has been placed inside of every human being to find God. And even the things that are seen show 
that the unseen world is real. Enoch didn't have a Bible, but he believed that God was, and he believed that if he searched for him with diligence, he'd find him. And he believed if he found him, God would reward him. Wow. Did he find him? Yes, yes, yes. My point to bring that to you is very simple. The common denominator for everybody is the Holy Ghost. Now, thank God we have Bibles today to more quickly bring us into the information of what we can expect in a relationship with God. But remember, everything about that book is not so that you become smart. Everything about that book is so that you walk up into the presence of God where the blood has made eternal access for us to enter into the Holy of Holies, us being holy that we are. Oh, brother, that's what we need, holiness. Well, I understand your thought, but you got to say it right. We need people to begin to experience the holiness that's in them. But you don't need to get holy. How can the Holy Ghost get inside a dirty spirit? It's not cast with a friendly ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. He first makes you holy, then He steps inside your flesh, and He lives inside your spirit. You are the holiness of God. Now, you may not be acting as holy as you should, but you know what will solve that? Listen very closely. I know you're thinking, i got to just hear the Word, hear the Word, hear the Word, and that's also good. Because what you're reminded of, you'll be more what? Acclimated to do. Right? But if bad company can corrupt good morals, what will God's company do to yours? Yes. Overhaul, completely change, and redirect your thoughts. Not so that you're just withholding from sin. Now, so you don't even want to. On this side of the cross, it's the life of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, we preached what we're going to preach tonight. Amen. Said what we're going to say. But there are people that came here tonight that want to be healed in their body. And I know that there's some people already in bones, bones, bones. Come on, the valley, the, the, that valley of what? Bones, the valley of bones. There's people with bones that need to be touched tonight. And I feel that anointing. I know we're almost done. We're almost done. <laughs> the valley of dry bones. What makes those bones that are dry live? Call the wind, Ezekiel. Speak to the wind. And he spoke to the wind. And whew, bone came to bone, flesh to flesh, sinew to sinew. And all of a sudden, there was an army that was alive. The Spirit, the Spirit, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. You wonder why in this dispensation we have this amazing weapon called speaking in other tongues? It's because that's where your Spirit, unadulterated, speaks by the Holy Spirit, and you get used to tapping into the Holy Ghost from the real you. Folks, the real you. This world is confusing people with the real you. 
Hey, little boy, maybe you're not a boy. Hey, little girl, don't you want to be a boy? We've got money. We can do sex changes. Come on, look how disgusting this world is. And what does it do? It pulls at the fabric of who you are as a spirit connecting to God so that you'll continue to have your flesh connect to the world. If you can't find the real you, you can't find the real him because the real him's in the real you. Real quickly, one more story. Years ago, we went to our last teacher conference with our child, Chloe. And we walked in. It was a male teacher. We sat down. He said, Mr. and Mrs. Hockaday, it's wonderful that you would come. I want to talk to you about your daughter, Chloe. I said, okay. We didn't know what would come out because Chloe happened to be the daughter that we spanked the most. She was naughty, you know, on purpose, with full intent. Beautiful girl, married now, lovely gal, enjoy our son-in-law, and she's pregnant with the fourth grandchild, so we're just so thankful. Amen. But we didn't know exactly what to, he was going to say, and all of a sudden he said, I'd just like to let you know, starting out, that if this school had more, ch- more students like Chloe, it would be a better place. <laughs> I said, wow. I said, that's very kind of you to say. I said, could you give us some examples? <laughs> I mean, we don't happen to know the same Chloe you know. You know. <laughs> and he said, well, just one example is she's very sharp, very smart. She gets her homework done usually way before everybody else. And she'll get up of her own accord, walk around the, the desks of the students and see if anybody else needs any help. Now, I'm sitting in my chair. Aaron's sitting in her chair. And when he said the word help, Aaron's foot came over and touched my foot. When she did that gesture, that said to me, you better ask him about the word help. And I said, did you use the word help? And he said, yes, I did. I thought, wow. Is there anything else? He said, well, actually, there is. He said, after, after each class, I've never even asked her, but she'll come up to the front of the room here, and she'll clean everything up around my desk, get it ready for the next, the next class. Now her foot didn't just touch. Her foot started pushing so hard, I had to put some weight on it so she didn't push my foot right out from where it was because she was saying, oh, my God, he used the word clean concerning Chloe. So I said, sir, did you use the word clean concerning Chloe? And he said, yes, I did. I said, we really like to meet this person. Would you? S- <laughs> Isn't it interesting how you can be one thing? And then to the next people, you're another thing. And then to your friends, you're one thing. To your parents, you're one thing. To your grandparents, you're another thing. To your aunt and uncle, you're another thing. And oh boy, you know, you get told those relatives are coming. You better be really. So if that happens in the world, what's the possibility when we come into a church? Which one are we? I went into this church. We were worshiping God, and this lady came in in front of me. She put her stuff down real quickly, and she gave the greatest display of lifting of hands that I've ever seen in my life. I just stopped in my worship, and I said, wow, this is awesome. 
I think I'd hurt myself if I tried to do that. <laughs> then all I could think of was, does she do this at home? Or is that just for church? The real you has the real him. Last verse of scripture, it's over Matthew chapter 6. It says, go in behind the door and close the door. Don't role play before God. Be there as simply and honestly as you can be. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. Everybody, this last day is a day where you're involved. God's using you. We're just going to be blowing whistles and saying, go team, go as the ministers. It's not a day of the big VIP anymore. It's a day of the body of Christ doing the works of Jesus. If you came here tonight for healing in your body, would you make it up to the front? The ushers will help to get you in the right place. My wife and I are going to lay hands on you. Praise the Lord. And let's just go out with a bang, okay? Where we let Jesus just heal and set people free. But the things that we shared tonight are so that you can continue with the wonderful things that you hear on a regular basis. Be encouraged to be the equipment to be the minister, to be the Christ to the people that you come in contact with. Take that lady, put her right there on that, that seat right next to this other dear lady right there where it says reserved. And the lady that's walking with her, you go ahead and sit with her. Amen. Hallelujah. What, 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 do, you, what do you need here tonight? What did you come for? Oh, I fell and broke my shoulder. Yeah. 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 Do you know I've seen so many people healed of MS? It's kind of a regular. My first experience, do you mind me telling you? It's a 16-year-old girl. She had the point where she was walking like this. You know what I'm talking about? Walking like this. And I talked to her that day about this. Some of my sermons are so bad. But as long as the point gets across, I don't care. And I talked to her about the blood of Jesus being infused with God's life. And I said, you know, in my day, 60s, when we grew up, special effects were horrible. And so somebody would shoot the Martian, and it would be flour and green food dye that would come out in clumps. Do you remember some of that? It was, it was terrible, right? And I said, what if the blood of Jesus was green? Maybe you could think about that. And I laid hands on her, and then I never saw her again. Eight months later, this young girl came, and I'm in a meeting, and she comes running up. She goes, hey, do you remember me? And all of a sudden, I thought, oh, my gosh. I said, you're the little MS girl. She said, I was. I said, what happened to you? And she said, well, you laid hands on me, and for the first three months, I got worse. And I went, oh. <laughs> oh. And she said, I went, as you remember, I could hardly walk. She said, then I went to a walker, and I went from the walker to a chair, and I went from the chair to the bed. And doctors had given up all hope. And then 
I started thinking about the green blood. And in two weeks of thinking about that blood, I went from the bed to the chair, from the chair to the walker. And all of a sudden, I put it aside, and I took off running, and I haven't stopped. The doctors checked me out and said, there's no MS in your body to be found. Wow. That's exactly what's getting ready to happen to you right here and right now. You're going home well. Can you remember what? The green blood. Can you remember it? Your blood isn't just red. It's been infused from Jesus himself. You've had a blood transfusion. And his blood is perfect. And there's no MS in his blood. There's no deficiency in his blood. It's perfect in every way. And it heals and it makes things right. In the name. Get out of her body, MS. I command you so. From this moment, the life of Jesus sets you free. You'll not only walk and run, you'll shout and you'll dance. For the Lord has set you free. Hallelujah. Dear one, I am so thoroughly convinced that so much already went into you that if you got up, you'd see that things aren't nearly what they were the way you walked up and the way that you can. Come on with me. Come on. Come on. It's not like it was. Step by step. Turn around and follow me. Step by step. Well, you're not going to fall. Hallelujah. Now, this is what I heard Brother Hagin say years ago. You might as well follow success. No sense trying to make up something new. He looked at someone like you and said, Dear lady, the further you walk, the better you walk. So you've just started your walking ministry. Shoulder, surge my shoulder, and it didn't even hurt. Hit it again. Yeah. Oh, These boots were made. Oh, you don't have them on. For walking. <laughs> Go with your friend and walk some. All right? Everybody up here is too excited. We got to calm down just a little level so we can get our healing too. Amen. Well, you know, the Lord's already touched you. But you know what? He'd like to touch you again and then again and then again. Make sure you think about His touch like a good meal. It's worth having again and again and again. And it'll never get old, it'll be fresh every time as though it was your first time. Takes, that's it. Heaven touches you tonight. Just, wow, that's it right there. Just like it did last night. Be so full, be so filled that nothing of the devil can stay any longer in Jesus' name. Wow, he's doing something. Take some of this right here. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we just make a demand on God's wonderful healing in your body. 
Nope, it's not in our hands any longer. It's in your body. What would you do if your body had healing from Jesus in it? What would you be able to do? Yeah, why don't you get started? Huh? Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. Are there things you couldn't do when you first came up here? Bending over, twisting, turning, getting up off the floor. Are there some of those things? Then get on the floor. Right now, get down. No, I'm not kidding at all. In fact, if you don't hurry up and get down there, I, I have a really good way of getting you down. <laughs> Amen. When we were traveling with Brother Hagen, you know, we had to catch thousands a night. Now, we weren't smart like they are today where they get 10 or 15 or 20 guys and everybody catches one and then you just rotate. It was me and Keith, Jim Hockaday and Keith Holiday. Wow. I caught the person, he caught the head. We were like machines. And all of a sudden, Brother Hagen would get running and we'd just go. <laughs> but sometimes people wanted to do that charismatic, I don't know if I'm going to fall or not. Well, we didn't have time for that. So if that was it, clip him in the knee, bring him down, and go to the next one. They thought it was the Holy Ghost, but it was Jim and Keith. Amen. Now, very, <laughs> very simply, that's right. You can just get up as many times as you want. It's all over. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can do whatever you want. Jesus just healed you. Take some of this right there. And Jesus, that's it right there. Amen. Take some of this. Be here. Ooh. Wow, that went right <laughs> into you. <laughs> you ought to have a coffee and feel like me. <laughs> Take some more of that. Right there, right there. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now be healed, brother. In Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's it. What did you need healing from? Amen. Would it shock you if tomorrow you got up and so much of it was already gone? But would it encourage your heart that the rest would leave very quickly? Give me your hand. Tonight, you and I agree that what Jesus just did shall be wonderfully experienced even by morning. Amen. And you'll be a new man. Amen. Take, oh, 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 of course, of course, of course. All I can hear of is, yes, affirmative. It just happened. It's done. It's over. That's it right there. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are you... Oh, are you okay? I just have to, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. No, no, I'm not. Amen. Take some more of that. Amen. Hallelujah. You had the perfect forehead. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Amen. In Jesus' name, be healed. Healed. <sighs> Amen. It gets in further when I do that. Okay? <laughs> Literally hands on you. I'm not in a good sort right now. Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> I wish somebody would join me. I feel like I'm all by myself. Praise the Lord. That's it, honey. That's it. Amen. Hey, what do you need? Tumor. Amen. You know what I told this guy that liked my, liked my daughter? First thing I told him is, no, I didn't. But I, I wanted to tell him I don't like you because he liked my daughter. You know what I mean? I don't have to like him. That's part of being a dad, right? They're going to date my daughter. I, I can make them feel like I don't like them for a long time, can't I? Yeah, yeah. So I intimidated him just a little bit. He had three of those on his shoulder. And I looked at him and I said, Ian, actually, we really like him. He's a great guy. I said, Ian, if you'll forget about them, they'll forget about you. 
three weeks later, he interrupted my service, and he's afraid of me, remember? And I said, Ian, Ian. He said, they're gone, they're gone. I said, when did they go? He said, I, I don't know. You told me not to pay attention to them. I said, well, how do you know they're gone? He said, well, I did a, I did a, a workout today, and I was so sore in my shoulders. I just started to run, and then I realized, oh, my gosh, they're gone. And then they, yep, 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 yep. Tumors don't stay. They don't like this stuff. Jesus, Jesus, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. We sang that song. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We speak that name. This tumor disappears and it leaves you. Count to ten, then go to the women's room and check it. See what Jesus just did. Fire. That's it right there. Fire. Take some of that. Fire. Take some of that. Jesus. Thank you. Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Thank you. That's it right there. Je Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. That's it right there, brother. Jesus heals you right there. Amen. Jesus. Don't fall on somebody. Jesus heals you. Jesus heals you. Jesus. That's it, sir. Right there. Something just went into you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just putting more in you. Take some more. Take some more. And just walk out of this place dancing and shouting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Take this. Jesus. Oh, that's it right there. Jesus. Oh, that's it right there. Jesus. Thank, thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It won't be there tomorrow. It won't be there tomorrow. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Hey, Frank, isn't it? Oh, I know your name. Oh. <laughs> I'll be healed. Oh, that was great. That was awesome. Amen. Amen. Now, 10 minutes later, I'll call you Ed. But right now, I know your name. <laughs> Jesus just healed you. Just enjoy the floor. Amen. It won't hurt you. Glory. <laughs> Jesus healed this guy. Uh, whoever he is. Amen. Just heal him. Amen. Sam or whatever. Healed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just laughed at you. Huh? Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Are you okay? You sure? That's your son? Hey, what's your name? Frank. Jim. Yeah, you too. You know what? You ain't going home the same, brother. Yeah. Mama believes enough for both of us. You know that's right, right? Yeah. I just thank God that he loves you, Frank. I'm not drawing attention to you. It's okay. We'll be done in a second. But he loves you, and he touches you, and he brings your heart peace, and it's worth everything. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyone else? Ooh, where'd you all come from? Hallelujah. For her? Amen. Honey, put your hands on her. Hi, sweetie. This nice lady's going to touch you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority over any work that isn't perfect in this job. In Jesus' name. Amen. And the development of the Holy Ghost brings change. Hallelujah. Fire. That's it right there. Jesus. Touch that. Jesus, touch. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Take that, take that. 
Jesus, thank you for touching this young man. Jesus, open in this man. Open in the heart, the mind, the soul, the eyes, the ears. Open, open, open. Thank you, Lord, for my brother here, for, for, for that compassion and that love right there flowing through this man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's it. You won't be the same. Take some of that right there. That's okay. That's okay. Jesus' name. Take some more of that. Fire goes into you. Amen. And then, oh, boy. He's doing more than you think. Open up your mind and think as big as you can. What would it be like if he surpassed even your biggest thoughts, dreams, and emotions right here tonight? Jesus' name, be healed. Jesus' name, be healed. That's it. That's it. Jesus', Jesus name. Amen. 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 You can take that. In the name of Jesus, my brother, he touches you and he heals you. Now enjoy it. Because it's happened. I know you did. That's why I said that. Amen. Amen. Let's make this simple, all right? Amen. What do you need? Yeah. Where's uh, the lady that doesn't have MS anymore? Come on up here. Walk up here. Jesus healed your surgery shoulder, didn't he? So I'm in San Antonio. I laid hands on a lady that had surgery scheduled that week for her knee. God instantly healed her. She started flopping all around the room like a fish out of water, screaming and shouting. I went to the next one. When I got to the next one, I said, what do you need? She said, exactly what she has. I've got surgery scheduled this week for my knee. So I went to the lady that still just, ah, and I calmed her down, and I shook her. I said, look at me. I said, are you sure you got a healing in your knee? Ah, I said, no, 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 just answer it nicely, nicely. She said, yes, of course I have. I said, can you give some of it away? And she looked like this. She goes, yes, I can. I said, get down there on your knee and give some to her. The moment she touched her, the other lady was, they both missed their surgeries and were instantly healed. This lady right here knows that Jesus just touched you. I want you to help me with this dear gentleman right here. This shoulder, put your hands on it. Now, in your mind, see something coming out of you and going into that shoulder. In the name of Jesus, we come. That's it. That's it. Can't even, can't even give a command for the presence that just went into your shoulder to set you free. In the wonderful name of Jesus, by the time you count to 10, brother, you'll be able to do push-ups right here tonight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Do you realize you got more? You say, what do you mean? When you give, it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So now even walk better with that healed shoulder. Look at her. Look at her. Brother, something wonderful is going on that shoulder. Are you ready? 
Let's just take this, okay? In the name, that's it. Wow, wow, that went right into you. Be healed right there. In the name, take some more of that right there. In the name of Jesus. Oh, that's it right there, brother. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Oh, glory. In the name. Be loosed and healed. In the name, brother. That's, wow, that's it right there. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Come on, we're almost done. Just a couple more, all right? Is everybody doing okay? It's 9.15. What do you want Jesus to do for you? Wow. Wow. No, I'm just falling. Yeah. Yeah. Did it not go as well as you thought? You're still waiting for it. Do you know the healing that happened the last time I was here many years ago? It was a guy that kept checking his eyes while I was preaching. So when I was done, I said, so give me your testimony. And he said, well, I had eye surgery, and the one eye is perfect. The other one went the opposite direction. I could hardly see out of it. He said, but while I've been checking, he said, it's back to, there it is. All I needed to do was talk a little bit, and then the Holy Ghost is involved. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now go back and check, and you'll see what the Lord just did. Take some of this. That's, ooh, that's it. Jesus' name. Be healed, sweetheart. Amen. And then, ooh, glory, that went right into you. Hallelujah. And then, enjoy in Jesus' wonderful name. In the name, thank you, Lord. In the name, thank you, Lord. Now take some more of this in Jesus' name. And just be so filled and flooded with God that there's no sickness left anywhere near you. Hey, this young lady came back. Thank you for coming back. Can you shake my hand? Thank you. You're okay if my wife, she's pretty, right? Is it okay if she... Lays hands on you. Now, I want to say something to you. Look at me. No one else. It's just you and me, my wife. God really loves you. No one's even going to see it. Nobody believes in what you do to me inside and out. But listen to this. These are pure words. People have given you wrong words that have hurt your heart and caused you to doubt your Jesus, thank you for making her heart perfect in every way. Amen, 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 amen. When you wake up tomorrow, I know you may not want to, but when you look in the mirror, there'll be this silly grin on your face because something's happening that's really special. All right? Hey, my brother, take some more of this wonderful job. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Now be healed in every way. Amen. And we resist with you that which tries to come. But it doesn't stay and it doesn't stick. Jesus is here for you. In his wonderful name. Amen. Be whole. Listen, everyone. We're going to lay hands on these claws. I'm going to give you one story and we'll be done. Would you stretch your hands out? Believe with us. Into these claws, the wonderful presence of God. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. 
Where is he? Go get him. Jonathan, come on up here. Have a seat, my brother. Bones, bones, bones. I kept getting that tonight. Have a seat. Yeah, huh? Jesus knows what he's doing, brother. <laughs> bone to bone, sinew to sinew, flesh to flesh. These bones are perfect from this moment. And the pains, the discomfort, it literally disappears as though it never existed in the world. <laughs> oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, that's, a, that's a good one right there, brother. <laughs> help me. Help me. Come on, that went into you. Put your hands on these. Put your hands on these with us. Now release it. It's all over you. And it'll be from this moment the healing anointing will begin to operate in your life and you'll sense the presence of God come on you and it'll overtake you and at times you won't know what to do. But your hands will burn with fire and you'll see people raised up out of chairs and you'll see people raised up from deathbeds in Jesus' name. That's what he said. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Sit down for a second. Pastor's coming. We're dismissing you. I just have to tell you this story. A man had a vision or a dream, whichever, but it was so real to him that he was standing in front of Satan and every hair in the back of his neck, cha-ching, went up and fear gripped his heart. Satan began to tell him what he was doing to him and how he was going to harm him. And in his dream, all of a sudden, poof, Jesus is there. And he stepped right in between Satan and that man. And Jesus looked the devil in the eye and put him right in his place. And then he said this, and you will never touch him. For, and he stepped back, I live in him. And now it was just the man and Satan, and he wanted nothing to do with that man because Jesus lived in him. And he lives in you. And he's just looking for any opportunity for you to use your hands, you to use your mouth, you to see with compassion the fields that are ripe unto harvest, you to use your legs and move toward those who are in need. Yes! Yes, 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 yes. Seeing those who are in need. Would you lift your hand with me? Father, I just thank you for everything done. And there's probably more that should have been said. Maybe there's some things that shouldn't. But take everything said and done. Tailor make it to every single heart until branded we are as a people. And we'll never step back from this place of boldness and revelation that we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit that causes us to see and to know. And we're becoming best friends with Jesus until there's nothing that he won't show us or that he won't tell us that ends up in a miracle sign and wonder. And it'll turn this generation upside down and inside out.
it'll happen right here in Glenwood Springs. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Who's that? Here's the deal. It's just like a healing. There's absolutely no difference to it. The Holy Ghost comes upon people to heal their body, but he also comes upon people to fill them with the Holy Ghost. And so what did I do with that, that lady that used to be MS that's in the back? What did I do with her? First thing I did with her is paint a picture of what God was going to do. Get her to grab a hold of something that she wouldn't let go of. You know what that was? It's kind of ridiculous, but it's green blood. And what's the next thing that we did? We let her begin to experience it. But she had to be willing to do that. And was she? Like a dog on a bone. Sick of, yeah. And she came up here and let me slap her five times in a surgery arm. And then she laid hands on somebody. Can you see that her part? She grabbed a hold of it. And I'm going to lay hands on you and the power of God's going to, I can feel him in me right now. In other words, right now I just want to speak in other tongues because that's what he wants to do with you. But you're going to have to run with it. What do you mean? Well, get your mind out of the way and forget about whether you sound like a goo-goo-ga-ga baby and you ought to be locked up in a white jacket. Forget about that and take off and, that's it right there, filled with the them, I go bop, 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 JD, I brought the brain to air for Suda. That's it. Take off, brother. Ha, ha, ha. Support a bros, the brain, a dex, the brob, a change. Eri vista do glomon, bre bere vista do bogo, bra bobo, rosto, broba, doba, demba, denga, denga. Say it. Go ahead and speak it with me. Ha, don't let me out here all by myself. I'm on bro, dobre, bere vista do brabada sofas. That's it. Do a little bit more. Bro, bobo, boba, demba, riga, loba, demba, shi. There's your tongue right there. That's your tongue. And all that is is evidence to the fact that he filled you. So let's just start and stop again. We're just going to do this together. You all do it with us. Amen. We're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we can. So let's just do that. You do it with me. Go ahead. Just do a little more. Be bold with it. No one's hearing you. They're hearing me. That's it. That's it. Run with that, brother. Believe that that's the Holy Ghost and just speak it out. It's all over your tongue right there. Get a bro boda. No, he don't speak. You speak. Babro dobre mera vista do globoga da magina da na get hashta do robosta brava danze. Abros de regle get is seated ego dosso. It's coming right out of here, my friend. What a wonderful experience. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep on doing it. Yeah, you're doing it. Run with it. Yeah. Yeah. For a moment he said, Father, speak. No, Father, don't speak. You speak. He gives you utterance. You do the speaking. See, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit gave them the utterance to speak, but they did the speaking. If you're waiting on him to do the speaking, you'll be waiting for a long time. I had one guy say, stop, 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 he said. I want you to write these words out so that I can speak them. I said, that'd be a greater miracle. Could you speak if somebody wrote out Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, do you think you could speak it? No, you couldn't speak it. You wouldn't know what the world, all those little etches are, as beautiful as they are. It's artistic, but you wouldn't know how to speak it. It'd be easier just to trust them. 
and just take off like a dog on a bone and just begin to everything we've done in ministry we've done because we were speaking in other tongues and the spirit of God gave us utterance and in that utterance came a word of prophecy over our own lives I've been like that on the back porch 45 minutes to an hour speaking my future out did it happen right that moment? No, but it gave me direction. John Lake, his ministry was amazing. They had more people healed in Spokane, Washington than anywhere in the United States, and it was deemed the healthiest city in America. He said this, praying in other tongues was the making of my ministry. It's a direct connection to the Holy Ghost that will build up your most holy faith. And make you so rock solid. Why? Because you're so confident of Him in whom you believed. Wow. Brother, I just thank the Lord tonight that He loves you. And He's blessed you, healed you. <laughs> and now He's filled you with the Holy Ghost. Now, go home and make yourself an idiot, okay? You know what I mean? Go home in your own room and just let it go. And it doesn't matter what it sounds like. I mean, the first, listen to me, the first time I spoke in other tongues, or tried to, my friends tried to get me to say what they were saying. Here, just say what I'm saying. And I thought, as a good Baptist, why would I say what you're saying? If it's your tongue, I want my tongue. So because they were relentless, I just go, she they go, oh, there you got it. I think, I don't got it. That's not mine. I'm saying what you're saying. Two weeks later, I'm driving to Rochester, New York from Lewiston, which is right next to Niagara Falls. And while I'm driving, God came in my car. I'm praying in other tongues. It was nuclear tongues. It was faster than you could even articulate. And I'm crying at the same time, pulled over the side of the road, got the mirror and looked. And I said, this is what it looks like. And, and the word of the Lord came to me and said, Thurlow Spur is going to ask you to be a part of the group. And he's going to ask you to manage this group that I, we traveled in. And he said, tell him, no, I have other plans for you, and those plans will materialize very soon. I sat down with a very influential man that wanted to offer me a job in the singing world to travel and minister with this group. I had already ministered with that group years before, but he wanted me to take the group over. And when he gave me that offer, I looked him in the face and I said, sir, with all due respect, on the way here, the Holy Ghost told me not to take this job. I said, I'm so sorry, but he has something else for me to do. He shook my hand, was so gracious. I walked away, and the whole way home prayed in other tongues. What a weapon. Amen, Pastor. So good to be with you guys. Sorry about the coffee. <laughs>